are you really committed to scaling? And if so, in what way? And if you do want to scale, I think the personal branding with your team, especially getting them on LinkedIn is a great way to go. Um, but I mean, it's a perfect time to do like a little bit of soul searching. Tim, you know, they're a great guest when you bring them back twice. In this episode, we get to talk to our awesome friend, Jackie Hermes again, about how she scaled her, her business. And last time she talked about how basically she went from uh, selling vegan cookies in a parking lot to uh, a seven-figure agency. And um, and yeah, now we get to talk to her again about how she scaled her teams and how she's made money and lost it and all those great things in between. Yes. Yeah, I loved the first conversation with Jackie. She's so grounded. And she's she's so just right there on the ground floor that she I love the things she said because they're easy takeaways. Absolutely. Well, uh, everybody who's listening to this, please please enjoy this wonderful conversation with our good friend Jackie Hermes. Jackie Hermes has been one of the best I'd say best surprises for me in the last three years, because rarely have I met somebody that I admire, that's also my friend, and that I also think is a complete badass. So Jackie, welcome, welcome, welcome. What an intro. You always give the best intros. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. I, I actually did another intro. So this is going to be so funny. It, it, the intro for this session is me introing you. And it's even bigger than that. It's like oh my way, God. way more hammed up, way more like, did you see her on the cover of Forbes magazine flying in her private jet? And, just, you know, it's very similar. Give me a few years for that. A few hey, years. Yeah. Pick me up and take me. I'm sick of public transit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me set this up for you. When I thought about like, like putting this together with Gary and Ali and Cloda and, and you, I thought about people that have had a scaled journey. And kind of it's funny because you're hilarious to me because you're like everybody, you're, you're like the epitome of scale. People literally try to be and follow your path, but you're like not done. Like there is no finish line. And so I want to get there because I think that's probably one of the cooler parts about scale from the people that have done it is like, we're not done yet. But I want to ask you the first question is like, let's tell the Accelity story a little bit. Let's let's go back and just talk about your scale story to where you are now and kind of those those big milestones that were like, hey, we got to grow. We have to grow. When were those moments in your business? Yeah. So Excelity started almost eight years ago, which is pretty crazy. Uh, and it started just me. And it was kind of, it wasn't out of necessity because I chose to quit my job and start it, but it was kind of out of necessity in that I was like, I am sick of corporate, sick of working for someone else. I, you know, just like you, I think that I have struggled within the system and within the structure. Um, you know, I was pretty good at climbing the ladder, but I had lots of my own ideas. I was very loud about it every year. I was like, am I going to get fired? So that was, <laughs> that was the start. Every year I was like, Hey, is this it? Cause I've literally shaken this tree every time. Yeah. You know, but you're, but you're an entrepreneur. So like that must've been yeah. difficult to be in corporate. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people feel that too. Every year, some of my team members come to me and ask for a raise and I'm like, good job. But when I did that in corporate, I was like, oh, you know, like, am I going to get asked? They could probably bring in someone cheaper than me. So it's kind of the balance, but I decided to go out on my own. And I don't think I really knew exactly what I was going to do at all. I didn't have a clue if I was going to build a team or if I wanted to go this whole solopreneur route. Um, and I started building a team probably a year in, and it was a pretty, I mean, it was a slow, slow road to start because I'm a bootstrapper. 
I'm the only founder in the company. So, and I'm stubborn as hell. So I didn't want to bring in any other founders. Oh, you know, you know, (laughs) I didn't want to bring in any other founders or any other money. Um, So I was just kind of like on this path to try to grow it myself and figure it all out. Um, And I mean, we, it was just, like I said, a slow start. There was, you know, a hundred thousand, a few hundred thousand, then you get knocked back again, then you get to 700,000, then you finally get to a million, then you're over a million, then COVID comes and it's like, (sighs) it's been a journey, but now we are, gosh, we have 17 now in in all Milwaukee based, but I mean, hiring outside of Milwaukee now, thanks to COVID, a hidden, hidden blessing or silver lining. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, it's actually interesting because in your journey, the things I've loved is that your adaptability. And I think scale is probably reserved for the people that aren't too dead set in their ways. Like you are stubborn, but but <laughs> I've watched you pivot successfully multiple times since I've known you. So do you think that's like a core like DNA element of somebody who is going to scale their agency is being able to be aware, have some awareness to be able to pivot quickly? I think it's, it's, I'm stubborn, but I'm extremely realistic and I'm constantly watching what's coming next. So there are people that I watch or I read a lot on what I think is coming next. Like for example, this year, email has just gotten blown out of the water. There have been like millions, that's not sustainable. So what's coming next? And that's what I think everyone has to be looking at the future like that. And I think, yeah, you have to be ready to like change on a dime. You, you talk about your team and you know, I want to know what scaling the team looked like for you guys. And and I love your team. Literally have had so much fun being with your team because they're all very much your character diamonds. So they give me a lot of grief. And they're all, you know, irreverently, what's the best word? They're irreverently hardworking, amazing, and like talented people who literally also kind of have followed in your footsteps in so many different ways, especially on the content side and just really getting your brand out there. So that must have been really interesting finding the perfect combination of those things because it seems like a lot of your folks are very entrepreneurial. And I just want to know, yeah, yeah, I want to know how you pick those those folks specifically to build your company. Yeah. I mean, I made a lot of mistakes at first because I'm totally a gut feeling person. And so I would have coffee with someone and be like, I really like this girl. I can find a place for her. Right. And it did. Some of those worked out. Some of them definitely didn't. And once we got a process in place and really defined specifically what we're looking for, not even in skills, but in like your mindset and what kind of attitude you bring to work. I think those are things that I can see red flags in past employees that it hasn't ended up well that I should have seen at that time. So now I'm interviewing kind of more for like the soft skills and what I think you're going to bring to the team. And um, I think you mentioned too, my team is a lot of women and a lot of them have been working under me for a long time. And so it's funny because I teach them all of these things like negotiating, asking for more money, um, all of these different skills. And then they turn it back on me. And I'm like, oh man, I taught you that. <laughs> like, oh, well, I can't sit here and be like, why are we having this conversation? Okay. You know, and you do do a great job of that. The, the, and I, I want to say this. And it's so interesting because a lot of people, there's a lot of, of emphasis on diversity in the workplace, but being a female founder, um, you know, hiring a lot of your senior leaders as are also women. And then also like you've been pushing the envelope, creating like women uh, entrepreneurship groups and also like different events. Like I'm watching and seeing the way that you're scaling. And I, honestly, I feel like not only does your team reflect and follow you, but it seems like you guys are pay setters. 
Like that's what it really feels like. And you're encouraging your team to go out. I think a lot of people watching this right now are super afraid of their teams building their own brands. And so talk us through and talk some other people like can maybe an elevator pitch on why that why that works for you guys. Yeah. Uh, so we did a challenge where we started encouraging. Well, we didn't encourage, we kind of mandated it, which wasn't in hindsight, the totally best move at that time, but it did, it did turn out well. So that was probably a year, year and a half ago where we said this quarter, everyone's going to start working on a personal brand of some kind. Um, we asked them to post at least X amount of content on LinkedIn, but it didn't have to be like, you know, I'm a big video person. They didn't have to put out their talking head on whatever. It could be whatever format, whatever they want to talk about, whether it's their personal interests inside of work, their past entrepreneurial efforts, which I think about 70% of our team has been entrepreneurs in the past or they're running stuff on the side, which I think is really cool. And it's just like, talk about whatever you want because it strengthens, especially as a service company, it makes us more legitimate, right? Because when you see that our creative director is out there talking about design and how she looks at it, how she researches, how she creates video, our prospects can see all of her skills right there. And I mean, these most of these people are not gonna be with me forever, right? And so it's kind of a no brainer that they are able to take company time to build that personal brand. I think everybody watching this right now is like, wait, 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 time out, all right? You're telling me that you encourage your folks to go out, be these, you know, be able to, to be experts in their own area, build their brand. You're also aware that they're not gonna be with you forever. How dare you, right? Because <laughs> everybody out here is literally hiring, myself included, has been hiring, be like, these people are going to the grave with me, right? And the foresight that you have to have, and also it's somewhat like this, this you know, you're letting that go in a bit. Um, but what I've seen with your business is all those people point back to you every single one of them and I follow a lot of them like obviously I'm on LinkedIn but like I follow a lot of these people that you're kind of launching out their careers and their brands and I'm just all I'm looking at is going like wow these people are incredible I bet their leader I bet the company is incredible and so talking about scale I hope nobody at home is missing this is like that's courageous that's that's really freeing for you too um, to be able to kind of think that way and I feel like we so grasp those moments and our people and try to like make sure they don't get Run, run away from us, um, that we don't let them do that. So that's like exceptional. I've never, never heard anybody do that. I mean, there, there's great things about it. There's all the downsides you can imagine that stuff <laughs> happens. I think a handful of my employees at least have started their own agencies. Usually they respect me enough to not make it competitive. And so if they want to leave and start their own thing, it's kind of, you know, it's the name of the game when you're hiring people that are entrepreneurial and that have an interest in having their own brand and whatever. So if they can learn some of that under me and build it and help my company grow for two, three, five years, I think mm. that's amazing. I feel like if we just stop the interview right here, I feel like everybody in the, just said, no, seriously, I feel it's like, oh my goodness, I think that's going to be an aha moment for a lot of people. We're not done though. I'm never letting you get off early um, because there's too much stuff. I, I need to make sure that I get everything out. So if we switch gears a little bit, because I think that's one huge nugget. I love how you built the company. I love how you empowered your people. I love the specific specificity. I love how specific you are with the way that you've been you've been doing that with your teams. I think the next thing I want to know is you've scaled and some people on here are going to get to a place like you where you've kind of you're at scale. Business is good. Things are good. You're, you've experienced success. And now you're starting to go like, well, what's the next thing? So, like, what are some ways that you actually feel like that, you know, the scaling that got you where you are now? What are the 
things you're looking forward to scaling to the next level, being that you know kind of where you're at in success? Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I have recently tried to slow down a little bit and give myself more time to breathe and think about what that looks like. That exact question has been rolling around in my head for the last six to 12 months. And it's like, you know, we can keep growing and we can get to 10 million, we can get to whatever. And I want to do all of that, but I also want more than that. And so I've actually made some big decisions in the last few months where I, Women's Entrepreneurship Week, I'm moving to the board. I'm bringing in new people to run it day to day, which is, so it's going to get to live on. I think it's an amazing thing for women. And it also is going to free up a little bit of my time to work on growing Excelity. Um, we are looking at starting to acquire some complementary services, which it's an interesting game because I'm a builder, right? And I've been a builder this entire time. And people keep asking me when I'm having conversations, well, why aren't you building this? And I yeah. think that it's almost the perfect time right now that if we can find companies with team members and client bases that really gel with us, that have our similar core values and a similar target market, why not explore it? So yeah. that's exciting. And then I also recently began working on a course that is just in like very like 2% done early stages. But I, because I took a step back and started getting to think about this stuff, I was like, wow, I, I always like kick myself because I feel like I'm missing opportunity if I'm not taking advantage of this like wide world of everything that's out there. Oh my gosh. Okay. What I hope everyone just heard, I'm going to unpack this. Because, no, it's cool. Because honestly, I think scale is interesting. That's a different route. Like most people on here are talking about, here. here's the strategy, here's the numbers, I'm diving into metrics or data. But what I think is the coolest part of this interview so far is that you are looking for people, businesses, complimentary services, acquisition to grow. And you're at a really, like, I think there are people on this that have a very similar story years. That's why I was so excited about this. A lot of successful agencies on here are probably in a very similar spot. A lot of them don't have like the education part of that, which I think is a huge growth lever that you personally like the fact that you don't have 50 courses out there right now just on the stuff you systematized figured out the failing the, the succeeding I think that's going to be the major thing for you but not everybody on here can do this right <laughs> can make a course um, I would I would argue that I think you probably are really well equipped for the acquisition space tell us some pitfalls tell us some things that like how did you ease into this and what should people be looking at if they're like you know what i believe jackie i'm gonna run out there and start buying businesses it's like whoa 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 like what should they what should they hear before they run down that road i mean it's a really interesting just thing to start i guess because i this is something i've never done I took a course on acquiring companies. I don't have that background. And so it's the exact same thing that I've done with this business. I'm trying to figure it out. I did hire a consultant to come in and help me do like diligence and looking at financials and all those things that, you know, I would look at and be like, oh, well, looks good. They, they're making money. So, um, but it's a really interesting time because there are a lot of agency owners that are trying to get out right now because I mean, COVID and businesses have just been suffering and if I can help them, you know, move on to whatever their next thing is and not just shut down the business. Cause I know, and I thought about doing this exact same thing and the idea of letting it go or shutting it down, there's a lot of emotional tie to it. Yeah. So I think it can kind of be a win-win, but then uh, on top of that, I've been having conversations with some business owners who hadn't even thought about getting out yet. And that's a different ball game, right? Because you can tell the ones that have 10 ideas for what their next thing is. And then you can tell the ones that like, 
still have a little bit of fight left in them and like willingness to run the business. You know, that's a, that's really interesting point because if you think about it, I've always heard and when I always hire, it's like the best employees are currently already gainfully employed by somebody else. Typically, like the ones that are out there looking for a job are looking for a job for a reason. <laughs> so it's interesting to think like you look at people in the landscape of other agencies or people that have complimentary services and then you approach them. This is the question I want to know because I think if Jackie reached out to me, I'd be like, all right, yeah, I'm going to get back to her. Like, that's cool. What's the process of reaching out to people who might not necessarily be looking for that? Like, how did you go about doing that? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been a lot of LinkedIn outreach and people are more open. I was really nervous about it because I don't like the hard sell. My inbox is full of people trying to do X, Y, Z or sell me something. And I'm like, ah, you know, it's like, it's almost hard to get to the good messages because you're so flooded. And I didn't want to just add to that chorus of people trying to like push something that people don't want, if that makes sense. So what I started doing is really just reaching out to them and kind of like setting the stage, like, listen, I know it's been a tough year. I don't know if you've thought about exiting your company. Even if you've had any thoughts about it, let me know. I'd love to set up a conversation. And it's very like, I had one conversation with this husband and wife founder team, and they're running an agency that's pretty successful. And I could tell that it's intriguing to them, but they're just not ready to let it go. And, you know, at the end of the day, it was like, okay, I don't want to bring in co-founders. I don't want to merge. I want to acquire. And so I don't really think this is a good fit for you, but I would love to refer you business or whatever it may be. So it's cool because it's just like, it's the same like inbound type selling methodology where you're just trying to really help people. And if the conversation turns into something of value for both parties, great. But if it doesn't, I'm not going to like, you know, like try to shove people into a process or something like that. That's so good. And I'll tell you that that is interesting to be able to have because I I know you're also very much trusting your gut in those situations, which has led you to really great things. Um, And I know that those conversations can never get easy. And there's a lot of emotion and there's a lot of people who might see an acquisition, even though it's an exit as a failure. And like, I know right now there are a lot of people out there probably on these calls that are thinking, do I scale? Do I sell as a true, like real opportunity or like it's a it's a crossroads for them and you know I just think that it would be really cool to hear a little bit of encouragement from that person who's kind of sitting there maybe idling right now and just saying man you know like all this scale stuff sounds great but maybe exiting is the right move and maybe there's just some words of encouragement that you could offer them that would be really cool yeah I it's a it's a tough decision and it's a decision that I've thought through myself being almost eight years into this. This is by far the longest I've ever stayed at a company. Of course, it's my company, but I'm so restless, you know, and I'm always like looking for the next thing and what I want to do. And so I'm grateful that I've been able to get to this point of scale where I can start exploring what else I want to bring into the business. So I would say, I mean, do I think that it's the right thing to sell for some people? Absolutely. If you want out or sometimes there's just like the business becomes a little bit of a burden and sometimes there's no turning that around. And if you can get money for it and get out, I absolutely think that's the right case with the right partner. Um, But on the flip side, you can work to scale it. And I think that if you do it right, you still will have those opportunities in the future. So I'm happy to continue that conversation with anyone that wants to do it. Hey, that was a lot of stuff we just talked about. (laughs) There was so much in it. I have a huge takeaway from it, especially about branding with people and leading with, you know, not a, not a spirit of fear and seeing all those things point back to you. That was a major one for me. I love that. 
Tell us what you think the one big actionable piece that somebody should do. Like, hey, we just listened to this interview, all the stuff we talked about. If I had to be like taking one thing right now, this camera goes off, I close my computer and go do something. Like, what's that one thing that somebody should be going to do right now uh, after they get out of this, this session? Yeah, I mean, I think you hit it with personal branding and, and allowing your team to do that. But I think before you even take steps like that, you have to really decide and commit. Like, are you really committed to scaling? And if so, in what way? And if you do want to scale, I think the personal branding with your team, especially getting them on LinkedIn is a great way to go. Um, but I mean, it's a perfect time to do like a little bit of soul searching. So that would be my next step. So good. Slow down to speed up. I love that. And uh, hey, also everybody, if you haven't followed Jackie on LinkedIn, you're tripping. You're like, you literally <laughs> need to go do that. Homegirl is a talking head, but all of it's really great stuff like this all every day. Uh, your transparency is awesome. I love how vulnerable you are about the good the bad all the ugly um, but yeah go follow jackie on on linkedin you can follow along with her click that link below homie it's always great talking to you thank you so much all right everybody have a great day go take action we'll see you soon